This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, November 25th, 2009. I'm Caleb Brown. Insider trading is the dastardly act of using special, secret information to make a killing in the market before the public has a chance to do the same. But preventing insider trading does nothing to stop insider non-trading, restraining oneself from buying or selling because of special, secret information. The government can't do anything about insider non-trading. That, according to Don Boudreaux, professor of economics at George Mason University and Cato Institute adjunct scholar. The conventional thinking about insider trading is that it's unfair to outsiders. And it's unfair to outsiders because, allegedly, it allows insiders to profit at outsiders' expense. I'm I'm a corporate insider. I know that my company's going to merge with another company, and so I buy shares of the other company before you as an outsider can do so. And so I profit and you don't. And that's unfair. That's, I think, why the man in the street doesn't like insider trade. They think of the stock market, in particular in capital markets in general, is more like casinos. It's like Vegas without the drinks and the slot machines. Just in slot machines. It's a kind of casino, and you don't want the casino rigged in favor of, of the people who run the casino. Of course, the real purpose of capital markets is not uh, 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 to, to allow people to gamble. It is to allocate capital from less productive to more productive uses. That's the justification for it. <clears throat> the more sophisticated criticism of insider trading builds upon the man in the street understanding, and that more sophisticated case against insider trading uh, goes like this. Well, because the man in the street knows or believes that he or she is at a disadvantage in buying and selling stock, he or she will be less likely to buy and sell stock. So the general public will put less capital into equity markets or into capital markets more generally. Therefore, capital accumulation will fall. There'll be less capital for business development and and that means our economy uh, will suffer because it, it is true that the more capital you have, the in general, the, 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 the higher the growth rate of the economy. The problem with that, why I cannot accept that argument is, is because in, in my view, and this is the case for insider trading, uh, that really began analytically with Henry Manny's 1966 book, Insiders, Insider Trading in the Stock Market, is that when if you allow insider trading the prices of corporate assets reflect more quickly than they would otherwise the true value of the corporation. And that's a good thing. Prices work to the extent that they reflect the underlying economic realities, and insider trading makes that happen more quickly. So if I'm an outsider, I should favor insider trading because when I buy or sell... I want the prices at which I buy or sell to be as accurate as possible. By preventing insider trading, you you prevent the adjustment of corporate asset prices to their correct levels. You you, you slow it down. So I think that hurts outsiders. So if outsiders think about it carefully, I, I can't comment on their psychology, but if they think about it carefully, they should favor insider trading as I've defined it in my article. But for the man on the street, he's not upset with the idea that dollars move around rapidly trying to uh, be 
put in the right place, uh, allocated to the right companies that have the, the best strategies. They have a problem with somebody having this unique position that they're not privy to being able to profit from that specific uh, knowledge. Now, insider trading, uh, making it illegal, addresses weekly, probably, one method of profiting, which is to buy and sell shares uh, based upon that information. But you make a more subtle point about what other what people can do with that information as well. Well, uh, what you allude to is what I call insider non-trading, uh, just as insiders can profit from act- actively buying or selling uh, corporate assets based upon their inside knowledge. So too can insiders profit from not buying or not selling based upon their inside knowledge. If I was going to sell some shares of of my firm, and then I just I, I learn from uh, uh, you know my colleague across the hall of a you know new breakthrough that's likely to make the company a lot more valuable in product development, I refrain from selling those shares. Now, analytically, that is identical to insider trading. Insider non-trading is identical to insider trading. But just as a practical matter, there is no way, even even the most draconian uh, interventionist legal system could actively police against insider non-trading. So you have this inherent uh, 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 bias in the criminal law. And I, and, and I think just as a matter of rule of law generally, when you have... Uh, criminal law is a very dangerous thing. It should be reserved for those activities that are unambiguously harmful uh, and that uh, allow, uh, that, that do not, and whose enforcement of those laws does not give the state excessive arbitrary power. And I, I think insider trading laws can't meet that criteria. It's not unambiguously harmful. I don't think it's harmful at all. And because its application is inherently biased, that means that there is, uh, well, I think that that, that that bias is inconsistent with the proper use of criminal law in a free society. For the man on the street, your argument is insiders are going to profit from the information they have whether you like it or not. There will typically be instances where insiders trade whether you like it or not. And it could be, example, it could be, even if insider trading were 100% persecuted, well, prosecuted, uh, insider non-trading would not be. And so there would always be that, uh, again, there's always be that, that bias in the, in the argument. But l- let me emphasize again that for the man on the street, uh, if the man on the street's worried about fairness, uh, the man on the street... Fairness is best met for him by the prices in the stock market r- reflecting as closely as possible all the av- all the available relevant information about the corporation, about corporations. And insider trading does that. By prohibiting insider trading, it prevents that information f- from being reflected as quickly as possible in those prices. That, to me, is unfair. Not the fact that someone can, can uh, who's on the inside can make a few extra bucks by trading on, on, on inside information. That, those very trades often bring those prices to levels that the man in the street would call fair.
because they are appropriate. And you're not saying that insider trading in all cases ought to be allowed, just that the SEC should not be the one uh, in charge of deciding who gets to do it and when. That's correct. I'm glad you brought that up. It's a subtle point. My argument is for decriminalization of insider trading, not uh, for uh, a policy that, 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 that demands that it always happen. Now, what, th- what that means is I want the SEC or, or the government itself just out of the business of, of, of criminalizing trades in, insider trading. Instead, I would like to see uh, corporations in their bylaws and in their policies each specify what kinds of information can and cannot be traded on by insiders. And in competition in the capital markets, these corporations will be driven to specify those types of informations, those, ty- those t- types of information that really should be protected from ins- insider trades. There are lots of fiduciary pieces of information that you, you, you don't want insiders trading on, but there are others that corporations will have an incentive to uh, allow insiders to trade on because investors will like it. Most notably, I can't imagine, I cannot imagine a corporation in this scenario uh, saying, all right, our bylaws prohibit insiders uh, selling our stock if those insiders find out that there's fraud taking place uh, in the office of the CEO, right? Now, the corporation may want to do that. The CEO would, might, might want that to happen. But if you're an investor and you see that, you say, well, geez, why did that corporation prevent trading on that kind of information? Maybe the CEO <laughs> wants to engage in fraud, or it certainly will make the CEO more likely to engage in fraud. And so the competition for capital, I have no doubt, will prompt corporations to craft uh, restrictions against some forms of insider trading, allow other forms of insider trading. That's the best way to go about it, rather than to have just one-size-fits-all, heavy-handed imposition by bureaucrats and lawyers in the Securities and Exchange Commission decide what is and what is not uh, appropriate trades to be made by by, uh, investors. Don Boudreaux is an adjunct scholar at the Cato Institute and a professor of economics at George Mason University. He blogs at CafeHayek.com. You can read more on regulating Wall Street at Cato.org.